Hi everyone, I'm Oakley and today I'm joined by Angelica Malucci and Morgan Vickers. Both of them are so inspiring in terms of fashion. Today we talk about everything about fashion from how it can empower the person that you are and also what to do with your old stuff, how to decide where to sell it. I mean, we really cover a lot of topics today. This one is a gem. I really would encourage you to listen from beginning to end because you're going to learn not only about your own clothes, but how to use fashion to empower your own sense of expression. Can you believe we pack it all into one episode? Um, These two women are so incredible. One thing that I want to note is that Angelica has, since we've recorded this, um, rebranded her website to Glow Up, Glow Together, and you can find her at glowupglowtogether.com. Morgan is still at MorganRuthStyle.com. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy. What the hell do I do with this? Hey, everybody. Today, I'm joined by two women who are making fashion more accessible and using clothing as personal expression to lead to more comfort and better mental health. So I'm so excited to have both of you here. I'll let both of you introduce yourselves. Morgan, do you want to start with who you are and your mission of your company? Sure. Hi, my name's Morgan. I run Morgan Ruth Style, and Morgan Ruth Style is your home to find affordable fashion finds that boost your confidence no matter your background. I love that. And and tell us a little bit about what inspired you personally to start with fashion blogging, because I know that you yourself have gone through a lot in your life and that's what really inspired you to start this company, right? Yes. A couple of things um, in particular. One was that when I was 11 years old, I was diagnosed with the first chronic illness. And over the years, um, we progressed to like a whopping 18 so far. And um, I wanted to find a way for me to still wear clothing that was comfortable, but also fashionable and wasn't going to aggravate my already existing chronic illnesses. Um, And so I really wanted to pursue a fashion blog for that reason. But then as the years went on, I met a guy who um, was all love and butterflies at first. However, things did not end that way. And I found myself in a domestic violence situation and lost all of my mental health, all of my confidence. And I wanted to build myself up in the only way that I knew how, which was through clothing and accessories, Mm. you know, makeup and all those sort of things. That is an incredible story. So you're using fashion to bring comfort to a lot of these chronic illnesses and also to bring confidence and ownership of your body after that that experience. So Angelica, I know that you also are using fashion for a source of youth mental health. So tell me more about yourself and your company and your mission. So I am Angelica Malucci. I'm a registered social worker and certified fashion stylist and the founder of Alucci Style. And the mission is to use the universal language of fashion to effectively empower and engage teens and foster deep connections between them, which will hopefully inspire personal transformations. That is so cool. I love that. I know I have so many memories of being in middle school and high school and all of the drama around the way you look and all these things. So using fashion as personal expression 
oh, sounds exactly like what I needed as a kid. So how <laughs> lucky that your kids have you. Thank so, you. you know, really our, what I wanted to connect with the audience about today is that stuff is more than stuff, right? And we talk about it all the time on this podcast where stuff has an impact on the planet. And today we're talking about how clothing can have an impact on your personal mental health and the feeling that you have every day and how you can use that as an outlet, right? So first, I want to ask you both, what are your tips for deciding which clothes to get rid of? Morgan? For me, it depends on have I maximized the amount of wares that I can. I've had clothing in my closet that I have had for literally like eight, 10 years, stuff like that. <laughs> like I've seen amount of time since high school. And, you know, I'll look at those pieces and I'll be like, okay, I feel like I have worn this enough times and I feel like I can like consciously let this go. But then I also have to look at just kind of, is this something that I can let go? Like, is this something that I can send to somebody else and have them be able to get the same amount of wares out of it that I have? So what I'm hearing you say is that it's, it's also a quality. So you don't want to donate a piece of clothing that has holes in it, for instance. Unless they're like a pair of jeans that came with holes in it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. That's great. I love that tip. And Angelica, what are your tips for how to get rid of things, how to decide to get rid of things? Definitely. It can be, it can be challenging because, you know, our clothes can represent versions of ourselves. And I love that, you know, you, you mentioned that Morgan around, you know, having pieces since high school, there's an attachment, you know, to our stuff. Um, and, and rightfully so. So I always think about, you know, what version of myself was I when I got this? Is that still, are there aspects of that version of myself that I want to hold on to? And what aspects of, of that past self, you know, from that clothing is, is ready to, to move on and move forward. So I think about the emotional, again, attachment behind the clothing. Can I forgive that version of myself for wearing whatever that was, for experiencing whatever it was that I was going through when I was wearing that? And to also recognize my own growth, like, okay, this is way too small, or this is way too big. And it has, you know, takeout stains on it. Like, am I wearing this just for comfort? Is it something that I'm going to, you know, when I'm feeling vulnerable? I love that. It's like to looking at a piece of clothing and saying, who was I when I bought this? Mm -hmm. And am I still that person? Or Mm -hmm. am I just going to thank that person and let this thing go? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is so cool. That's therapy in itself. Right. (laughs) That's brilliant. Can you tell the story about layering when you are feeling uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. So I think we all have a wounded inner child in all of us. um, And it typically is the version of ourselves when we were experiencing pain as we were growing up. And so what we tend to wear when we are triggered or in a place um, presently where, you know, we're feeling challenged is we tend to wear items that we were wearing during the period in which our inner child was experiencing those challenges. So Mm. for me, it was middle school. And what was popular when I was in middle school is layering many shirts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I love, I love that you related to that. (laughs) Yeah. The the multiple colored tank tops were the thing. Yes. Why? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) I don't know. So I found myself doing that recently, except it was like with jackets 
I had like a thin, a thin hoodie, a thick hoodie, a jacket. It was like, wow. And I, and I realized that it was because I was shielding myself from the world, but also because that was what was popular in middle school. And it's definitely something I still go back to. So I'm trying to find, okay, is this look serving me? And also, is there a way that I can do it that represents my present self, you know, without, maybe it's not camisoles, you know, maybe I can find, you know, a cute shirt that I can layer with a jacket over it. And that can be the look. Morgan, do you have a go-to comfort look or fabric, especially as somebody who suffers from chronic illness and chronic pain? What do you do? Okay, so my top two currently, there's a blazer, any sort of blazer out (laughs) there that will make me feel just so happy. And I'll pair it with like ripped jeans and like heels. I love heels. Like that just makes me feel powerful for some reason. And just like a t-shirt, like just blazer, ripped jeans, t-shirt, and maybe some heels or sassy shoes or something. And then the like physical thing that makes me feel better or like Sphinx faux leather leggings. Like I will wear those not only because they like make me feel good, like physically, because they're like, they have a compression sort of feel on me, but Mm. I also love them just because they look good and you can pair them with so many things. And so when I am feeling wounded or triggered or something like that, like I will always put on an outfit that I know I will feel confident and happy in that Mm. will make me kind of have like the mindset to take on the day, even if it's not going to be a good day. If you catch me in sweatpants and I don't have them styled, like in a fashionable (laughs) way, something's seriously wrong and clothing (laughs) can't even fix it. (laughs) uh, Most of the time though, like a blazer and my Sphinx leather leggings like are so like comforting for me. That is so awesome. I'm hearing you both express that clothing can bring to life something inside of you, Mm. right? And that that is so cool. You both have inspired me in so many ways, just around fashion, but also like your missions around fashion. It's amazing. So Morgan, where do you take those items that you have decided to get rid of? Because I know there are so many options. There's Goodwill and ARC. And I think some people kind of honestly get sick of donating to the same place over and over again. So do you have any suggestions on where to take these items? Sure. So I try to avoid Goodwill and ARC just because it's overloaded a lot of the time. So I like to go to a place called Treasure Trunk. It's in Wheat Ridge and it's basically a consignment place for people who are recovering from domestic violence situations. So like Mm. when you come out of a domestic violence situation, a lot of the times your finances are strict. That's how it was for me. And so if I wanted to buy something for like an interview or I needed something for a special occasion and I didn't have the money for it, I would go to a place like that. I personally like donating to places that cater to a certain population who may not have always had the best fortune and everything just because if I was looking for a new job, I wouldn't have the finances to buy an interview outfit, which is different than an outfit that you may wear in a, just a regular setting for work. And mm-hmm. so places like that are great opportunities for men and women who need the extra help. That's wonderful. I think that, that that's incredible. And it also, you know, that your stuff, that thing that you once loved, right, is going 
to help somebody improve their life. And I think that that's what a lot of people hope for when they're giving their stuff away is to hope that it'll give somebody else confidence in that new life. Oh, and I also wanted to clarify that it's Wheat Ridge, Colorado. That's where Morgan and I are. They're in Colorado and Angelica's in California. So Angelica, do you have any places in particular that you like to donate your things? I, I love that idea of, and, and I've, been so inspired by you Oakley in terms of this idea of circular economy and like the lives that our our stuff has and giving it a second life and you've also reminded me that there is like an energy in the stuff that we have and so passing it on to someone else can be you know so important and I love that Morgan you know that idea that that someone else is going to get a second life out of out of your clothing in, in such a um, empowering way so I think looking at the mission of the places that we're donating to can help us get rid of you know we were talking about getting rid of things earlier and you know knowing that okay I can I know that I know that this is going to benefit someone else. Um, so that can help when trying to clean out our closets. Yeah. But organizations like Vietnam Veterans for America, Big Brother, Big Sister, Dress for Success, they will actually come and pick up your clothing from your house. Nice. So that's that's a plus. And they support people that don't have the same shopping accessibility of other folks. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, the theme that I see in all of this is reclaiming your life and your body through fashion. And by donating it to these organizations, you're making that accessible to people. So, you know, Angelica and I talked about on her podcast, the environmental impact of clothing in general. There's so much clothing in the world. And that really, as soon as the thing is made, the environmental damage is kind of already done. So buying secondhand is this incredible way to really help the environment. So have either of you ever gone to a thrift shop and found like a gem and really loved it? What are your tips for the audience for buying secondhand? We'll start with you, Morgan. For me, it's really about quality. So if it's, if I'm not shopping at like a secondhand clothing store, it's really trying to acquire the most amount of pictures, like about that article of clothing so that I know that I'm getting quality, like a quality mm. product. How does, how does somebody who doesn't know anything about fashion, i.e. me, really spot uh, quality? Tags are wonderful. So mm. like if you find a tag and it is worn, but not to the point where it's tattered, that's like a good indicator that it, the rest of the article um, is going to be fine. And then just having like, you know, check for holes, check for wear stains, like check for anything that might show that the product is going to unravel in the next few months or a year, however long your like trajectory is. And then you can like kind of apply this all at like a Goodwill or an ARC or something like that too, just because you have the product in your hand. So you can really inspect it. Yeah. It sounds like we should have the same standards when we buy secondhand as when we buy new in terms of does this fit really well? And is it, is it high quality and does it have holes in it? You know, even though it's secondhand, I don't think we should have any lower standards. Angelica, do you have any tips for buying secondhand? Yeah, I think that's a great point is, and in this idea of being able to reuse clothing, if the quality is high, then it will each get more life out of all of our clothes and, and hopefully, you know, decrease the amount of clothes that we're putting into the world and creating. So I love that, you know, idea of, of having quality. I think 
buying secondhand, you know, you can make it your own experience. I know I've seen a lot of really fun TikToks where friend, like friend groups will go into a thrift store and they'll have a theme and like everyone has to get, you know, like seventies clothing and, and be fun with it, you know, make up stories about where your clothes came from the life that they had before. And there are so many places now online where you can even buy secondhand clothing. I know Morgan spoke to that, that you would want to see pictures of the clothing to, you know, know mm. the quality. But one thing I am aware of that's happening in the secondhand world right now is that a lot of folks are purchasing the high quality clothing from secondhand stores and then upselling them for at a higher price online. And so you know, in thinking about accessibility, I would just encourage folks to be mindful, you know, that secondhand is a place that, you know, we, we want to make open and inclusive. And so, you know, upselling it can have an impact on, you know, who's yeah. to, you know, get that quality of clothing. Absolutely. Right. It, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and kind of the ethics of making that a side hustle. Right. But so, you know, you also made me think about ThreadUp and uh, what's the other big one? There's like the Real Real. Uh, yeah, the Real Real. Yeah. And so, you know, those, you know that there will be a certain quality to begin with because there's already an inspection process and that kind of thing. You know, if you're buying secondhand, let's think there are some other places you can go, um, Poshmark and those kind of things, but mm-hmm. those are all individuals. So, right. You know, Morgan, I think that you mentioned this to me where if the person who's selling it is really responsive, then that's a good sign, right? That's a really good sign. Yeah. You don't want them to be like so responsive that they're blowing up your phone. Because <laughs> um, then you're like, ooh, red flag. Uh, why are you wanting to get rid of this so fast? Um, but if they're responsive in the sense that they're like going to send you extra pictures if you ask for them and I'm willing to work with you on price and stuff like that. That's always a very good sign. Okay, great, great. So kind of the rapport between the person that you're buying from. How about selling secondhand? Have either of you ever had experience selling secondhand and how have you had success in it or not success? (laughs) Tell me about your experience. Uh, Angelica, we could start with you. Sure. I think in terms of selling seen the biggest financial return on like Facebook marketplace or, or even eBay um, or Poshmark. I think places like Buffalo exchange are better if you want to do store credit. And in terms of, I would just say in terms of actually shopping to note the days that like donations are accepted because then the stores are restocked and then it's really fun to shop because you get all those restocks. So I think it depends on if you're wanting store credit or if you're, if you're wanting to, to get that financial return. And like Morgan said, I think that like the rapport that you have between the seller, that's, that can be nice um, on Facebook marketplace because you can share it within your community. Yeah. Morgan, I know you and I have had Poshmark experience. So you want to talk about that a little bit? I definitely feel like we had more luck with Facebook marketplace than we did Mm -hmm. Poshmark. But what's interesting about that is several years ago, I was selling stuff like crazy on Poshmark. And Mm. it seems like it's kind of like the tides have turned. I want to try to sell something on the real real. I had like several pairs of like old Ferragamo shoes that were in like near mint condition. The only thing that was like scratched were the leather soles and like no one sees those anyway. And I would have loved to have tried to sell those on the real real because people appreciate that sort of designer look on that. 
But if you try to sell it on like a Facebook marketplace or a Poshmark, mm. people are not willing to buy a pair of Ferragamo shoes that even if they're marked down from $550, like they don't want to buy them for a hundred. They don't know like the quality that they would be. Know your audience is what it sounds yeah. like. You know, Facebook marketplace is for the everyday person who's looking for a good deal. Poshmark, it sounds like is a very much, uh, what's it called? You know, on Instagram, when you have to log in a bunch of times in order to get views. The algorithm. The al- algorithm. Oh God. Angelica is a little horror on her face, <laughs> like a, lo- a look of trauma. Yeah, exactly. Like, so Poshmark sounds like it has a tough algorithm. The real, real yeah, is for people who are really going to appreciate high-end fashion. So yeah. it sounds like the tip is know your audience and therefore know where to sell. Cool. It's so incredible what your missions are in terms of fashion. So Angelica, I'm going to ask you a specific question, which is for all the kiddos that you work with that feel self-conscious and don't really, you know, know how to dress or what their style is, like, what is your advice for them? Or what is the first steps to really having confidence as, as an adolescence through your fashion? Absolutely. I, that's such a important question. And I think about our expression of ourselves. And so we have a social identity, you know, how we are perceived through others, which unfortunately has like societal expectations and, you know, Western beauty standards slapped on there. So it it can be really challenging to figure out how we want to express ourselves and communicate who we are to the world with, you know, the weight of all of that. And so I always tell my students is self-love and confidence is radical rebellion in a Mm. system of, you know, capitalist society. (laughs) Yeah. It's like they're, you know, organizations and companies are are profiting off of our insecurities quite literally. And so if we can have self-acceptance, it is rebellious. And so I kind of frame it in that way. Like you get to it's your body. Mm-hmm. You get to have control over it. And so starting from there. Wow. Yeah. And starting young to claim that too. Yeah. That is so cool. I love that as like, <laughs> yeah, it's rebellion against all this media telling you to look a certain way and feel a certain way about yourself. That is great. Exactly. Morgan, do you want to comment on that? And also what are the first steps to really the people that you're speaking to? Well, first off, I love what you said, Angelica. I agree a hundred percent. That is awesome. And then in terms of like my experience and sort of that sense is with chronic illness, like finding something that not only feels good, that's not going to aggravate your condition. That's the first step in finding something that is going to make you feel confident. Because if you're walking around and you're wearing a pair of pants that are making your nerves feel like they're on fire, you're not going to feel good physically, mentally, emotionally, anything. You are going to just be reminded of your chronic illness, whether it be like the physical pain of it or the emotional pain of it. So finding something that is going to specifically feel good on your skin is the first step to having that like sort of confidence. And then with domestic violence, It's really about finding your personal style. What do you really, really enjoy? What styles do you like? So for me personally, I kind of like trend in a somewhat edgy sometimes, but a lot of the times really sort of kind of preppy, but not like, you know, Lily Pulitzer preppy, but like I wear a lot of blazers, those sort of things. Morgan has this set of suede boots that are just 
fabulous. They're like knee high, little heel suede boots. And whenever she wears them, I'm like, yes. (laughs) Those are, those are my prized possession in the fall. But something that like I can style multiple ways, multiple seasons, multiple events is another great thing for me, just because that works for everybody. It translates for everyone. If you have you know, those same suede boots that you can wear, you know, in a casual setting with ripped jeans, but then also put it with a skirt and have it be more of a polished look than translated into a work attire sort of thing. You know, there you've got something that you really got the bang for your buck on and you really feel confident. Like those have a heel on them for me. Like I said earlier, heels are a huge thing for when I don't like feel great mentally or physically or anything like that. And so just finding what's going to work for you personally is the big thing. That's great. I feel like listening to your body is the first step to so many things in the healing process, right? Just, and, and also in life, like listening to your body and listening to how you want to dress, what an incredible thing that you can do for as an act of self-love. That's super cool. Yes. So we, we covered how fashion and self-expression can be used as tools for embracing self-identity and working through some really tough things in life. You both have truly opened my eyes to, to those things. You've completely shifted the way that I've thought about fashion. And now I also see it as, you know, an act of self-care. And I never did before meeting both of you. So I really appreciate that. Tell the audience how they can find you. Angelica, where can we find you? And where where is your content? Where is your business? Sure. Oh, and thank you so much, you know, for this opportunity. And, and again, you know, you've given me a different set of vision when looking at my belongings and looking at my stuff and, and having an aspect of um, respect and thoughtfulness with mm. not just clothing, but you know, again, the stuff that we have. So I I just really (laughs) appreciate you. Yeah. For that really powerful lens. Folks can find me at a Lucci style, a dot L U C C I dot style on Instagram or a Lucci style, one word, my website. Beautiful. And Morgan, where can we find you? On Instagram, you can find me at Morgan root style. And then my website is morganrootstyle.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much, ladies. It was so wonderful to chat with you. Thank you so much.